calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stupid robocalls. Oh my god. Okay, you know I'm not picking up. Hello? 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 Claire? Shit, okay. Uh. Shit. Um, I, uh, I'm... Are you okay? I'm fine. I just got a really weird phone call, and I'm I'm kind of freaking out. What was it? It... Can I... Can I come over? I recorded it. I'll, I'll play it for you. I'm just... I'm just a little panicky right now, so I, I want to get out of here for a bit. Yeah, uh, sure. I'll text you my address. Okay, cool. Uh, I will see you soon. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Later. Okay, that's good. Thanks for letting me come over. Yeah, no worries. So, let me play you the call I just got. It was... weird, to say the least? Uh, yeah, I don't know if this whole thing can get weirder, but okay. Hello? Well, that is freaky. Do you have the number? Yeah, but it was just a random 905 one, and I couldn't find anything when I looked it up. Okay, well, that doesn't help. Did... 
Do you think it was Claire? I mean, I, I don't know. It was a woman's voice, so possibly. I don't know. Maybe she's gone to a yoga camp that incorporates Lovecraft into their meditation routines. A uh, new startup idea? Actually, that sounds like a pretty good business model. If we survive this, I'll try to get a financial backer. But it sounded like her, right? I think I'm just grasping at whatever I can find, but I don't feel like I'm getting any closer. I'm just chucking any tiny piece of info I can gather into a big pile and just hoping it'll magically present the answer. I, I mean, okay, we've gotten a little further. Look, we, we know she's alive. We know Adam is maybe with her. And we know that not all of this is in our head. Something much bigger is at play here. And it's possibly some sort of nightmarish demon that wants to devour our bones. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to dwell on that too much. It makes me uneasy. Have you heard from her family at all? Yeah, I messaged her mom again, but she just said that Claire's having a great time relaxing, so she doesn't seem all that worried. And I don't really know her wife, so I feel uncomfortable reaching out to her. Plus, Claire has posted, like, two images on social media of trees with emojis for captions, which, in all honesty, is just very out of character for her. Hmm. I mean, you'd know this better than me, but is there anyone else we could talk to? Okay. Um, I... Hear me out. I have an idea. Uh, there is someone who I've wanted to go speak to for a while who might have some information about what's been going on, or, at the very least, we can go rattle his cage a bit. Uh, okay. Do you want to go meet a bird? Wait, you don't mean an actual bird, do you? I wonder if he's still wearing the ascot. I like to imagine he switched it out for, like, a cravat or something. I guess he should just own it and get a full-on ruff. They're due to come back into fashion any time now. I'm sorry, I don't... Oh, hello. Hi, I'm... I know who you are. You're that friend of Claire Sturbeck's. Yeah, hi, uh, Judith. Sorry, can we speak to you for a minute? Uh, it's concerning Claire. If you would like to speak to me about her, you can go through my lawyer. I can tell her to leave me alone. Now, good day. Hang on. When did you see her? Again, I do not wish to speak about my encounters with Miss Sturbeck, so if you can just... No, I need you to tell me. When did you see her? Because she took off a few weeks ago, and I'm trying to track her down. <laughs> well, if you want to loiter around my koi pond tonight, you might spot her. She's been here? I don't have exact confirmation, but I... Over the last few weeks, I have been seeing a young woman whose description fits with that of Claire. On several occasions, she or someone physically similar to her has been prowling around my property illegally and disrupting my use of the space. I do not take kindly to these actions. What has she been doing? Uh, so far, she hasn't done anything other than trespass. It is merely unnerving. But I'm more than sure that it was her, and I'm completely sure that I would like for Miss Sturbeck to leave me be. When did you last see her? And who might you be? Are you this young lady's bodyguard? Uh, no, just another friend. Ah, I see. Well, Judith, honestly, you could really stand to spruce up the company you keep. He's looking a little rough around the edges. Quite literally, looking at that coat. Would you like the name of my personal shopper? He might be able to point you in a more appropriate direction. 
Unless you enjoy looking something like a disheveled raccoon napping on the shoulders of a rugby player. Okay, uncalled for. Yeah, only my closest friends and family get to make fun of my coat. Look, we're not here to mess with you. We're here to see if we can help Claire, and currently, you're, you're just standing in the way of that. Besides, you were the one apparently trying to scare her out of her place. And what do you mean by that? She said she heard someone tapping on her windows, trying to freak her out so she'd want to leave. I may have tried coming by her place at odd hours to chat, but I assure you that I meant no harm and only wanted to continue my inquiries into her possible sale of the property. Oh my god, why are you so obsessed with that house? That is my business, young lady. Dude, you are not that much older than us. Okay, you are clearly not going to help us without some sort of blood price, so I think we're just going to go. Well, I would prefer to end this conversation as well, so if you see Miss Sturbeck skulking around, I would ask that you advise her to leave me alone. And due to the current situation, I have decided to rescind any interest in her house for the time being and will not pursue any legal action if she just leaves me be. Now, good day! What the hell was that? Maybe Claire isn't as far away as we've been led to believe, but I don't know, I guess it's good that he's calling off his threats to Sue. Yeah, something scared him bad. Hey, uh, do you think I should get a new coat? Don't let him get in your head. Can I run an idea by you? Is it at all nefarious? I mean, what are you into? So, it's the next day and we're back at Owen's. Uh, I slept on the couch last night because I was too freaked out to go back to my place just yet. It doesn't pull out, but, I mean, I find it comfy. Plus, I made breakfast. He made pancakes and they were excellent, so here's where we stand. Owen went by Austin Bird's place last night. Yeah, I want to note here that it wasn't hard for us to find his address in the first place. He's not subtle about his location. He's been profiled over and over again in a bunch of local magazines. He's even somehow more insufferable in print. But, yeah, I went back. It's exactly what you'd expect. It's like a nouveau riche in that purposefully minimalist, except not actually kind of way sort of look. Just lots of white and marble and gold finishes everywhere. Nice curtains, though. I don't doubt that. Were they brocade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Owen hung out on the edge of the property for longer than he should have. Yeah, it turns out that it's cold in January. Took two hours to get the feeling back into my feet. Hey man, I only said that you should stick around for like an hour tops. But what if I miss something interesting? I still don't think hypothermia is worth it. Anyway, no sign of anyone or if it even was Claire that he was seeing. Yeah, it's just his neighbors looking at me like I was some sort of creep. Says the man creeping around late at night. I like to think of myself as more of a prowler than a creep. I think that's worse. Semantics, cats prowl. So you're a furry. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Aside from that, here is our plan. It's Sunday, so we're going to head over to the reference library for a bit to see if we can find anything about some of the names we've pulled up. Yeah, we've got the uh, Family of Fire, Moloch. Uh, maybe we can find out some more about the house. There might be more info at the house, but... I'd prefer to be there as little as possible, thanks. Yeah, for now, let's only go back if we really need to. I just want to find out some more about this Moloch thing. What's their endgame? I assume it's bad. Uh, there's no way it's not bad. I can't see this turning into a situation where it pops up and goes, actually, I just wanted to share these excellent baking tips with you. Come on in. Would you like some fresh brimstone? Maybe it just wants to be friends. Whatever's causing this, if it gives us a clue into what's going on in Claire's head, then... I don't know. I've, I've just got a bad feeling about everything lately. 
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. It's Sunday night, and we are back at Owen's. Judith made dinner. It's chilly. It's nothing special, but very warming. Um, and Owen got beer. What is this? It's a salted mango sour. Huh. Craft beer is taking us to weird experimental places. So we're back here because we went by my place, but... Um, as soon as we went in, the phone started to ring again. It was another mystery number. I picked it up, but it was only weird static, so I hung up because I am a coward. I mean, it was probably a telemarketer. Yeah, I wish. Still... Look, if this was happening to me at my place, I'd also bail, so I get it. I'll head home tomorrow after work. I can't keep crashing on your couch. It's cool, it's cool. Anyway, I found out that there is a history PhD candidate at U of T who did a dissertation on, um... esoteric religions and niche groups in Canada through the 1800s and 1900s. They are probably either the best or the worst person to sit next to at dinner parties. Um, he's now working there as a history prof or whatever, so I went and talked to him this morning. I'm sure this will be a riveting interview. Uh, cool. Thanks for sitting down with me. Oh, my pleasure. I'll be honest, I don't get to talk about this subject much outside of an academic setting. And in an academic setting? Depends. On what? On how many of my students are still awake once I start my lecture. All right, then. You said this was for a podcast? Yeah, just something I'm working on. So, uh, okay, uh, yeah, we're looking into a property in Parkdale that was associated with cult activity back in the early 1900s. Oh, yes, there was some very interesting fringe groups in the area at the time. Did you know that there was a small collection of people called the Time Makers who believed that they could transcend time through a combination of occult practices and abstinence? Well, most kinds of abstinence. They did love their coca wine. Is that what I think it is? Yes. They sound kind of fun. Maybe. They were also known to spend days locked in dark rooms to prevent temptation. That sounds less fun. But yes. You wanted to talk about the family of fire? Yeah. Well, they were definitely a bit more ruthless than some of the other groups, especially to outsiders. The family, as they were known, were focused around the belief that their shared goal was to bring about the one true lord of destruction. He would remove the wicked and weak from the earth. Moloch. Yes! Some passages describe him as a demon, some as a god. He was originally a Canaanite figure, but he shows up in several other texts, Christian, Jewish, and so on. It appears that a few small sects of people in what would eventually become Canada began worshipping him around 1700. Which brings us back to the family of fire. Yes! Are you sure you don't want to join my class? I'll think about it. Anyway, they were actually an offshoot of another faction, the Phlogistonites. The family itself was formed by a couple named John and Emma Brenton, then continued by their 12 children. Well, the ones who lived to adulthood. Many of them died in various accidents during their youth. They moved around through Lower Canada and eventually settled in what is now Toronto. Apparently, they brought quite a few followers with them and started a little church. Cult? I generally try to stay away from the C word if not needed. Anyway, yes. They did focus their beliefs around Moloch, who was quite an interesting figure. His depiction changes depending on where you're looking, but either way, he's associated with 
all sorts of frightful stuff. Torture, ritual sacrifice of children. A sacrifice was a big part of it. If you look at the reference text that many of these beliefs stem from, the idea that people were actually immolating their children in the name of this god is simple to dispute. But either way, the idea itself was perverted by their followers into one where the sacrifice was literal. The family of fire looked towards the Hecatomb, a mass slaughter that would bring Moloch back to physical form. Here, this is a passage from a history book by Adriana Yoshida, The Arcane. Upon the return, the blood shall be spilled. The believer, the devoted, the giver shall pass their spirit unto Moloch and be burnt until ash. And the grounds will turn black, and the sky shall turn white, the air dry and hot as the last burns away. And the mothers will cry out as children are turned to dust on their fingertips, and the pure shall be joyful, for they shall be first. As the earth will split, and from the mouth will come the spirit and the savior in Moloch. That does not sound like a guy I'd want to run into in a dark alleyway, or anywhere for that matter. But uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Blood would be spilled. That was the crux. You give up yourself, your children, your home. One is the literal and figurative lifeblood of the group. So yeah, the only way to save yourself is to destroy something important to you. And the only way out is through loss. He was compared to Cronus quite often as well. There was in their city a bronze image of Cronus, extending its hands, palms up and sloping toward the ground, so that each of the children, when placed thereon, rolled down and fell into a sort of gaping pit filled with fire. Hmm. Moloch, the heavy judger of men. Oh, do you read Ginsberg? I also have a very interesting biography of his that I- There's like 45 more minutes of random tangents in there. Well, while you were doing that, I went and did some research into the house itself and the surrounding area. First off, the property has always been worth a lot of money. I mean, that's not surprising with the way that bird brain has been chasing after it. So, before the house was even there, the property contained a library. A small one, but a scholarly one, from the sound of it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was built in 1855, and I mean, it says it was a library, but I don't think it was in the way that we'd normally think of it. More of a... Literary repository, not one open to the public. It mostly contained reference texts, historical documents, but also some books on more uh, esoteric topics. Here, uh, I wrote a few down. There was a copy of a list on what was in the library, and I think most of these books have long been out of print. Hell, some might have even been one of a kind, but titles include a compendium of esoteric religions, uh, the Controlled Burn, uh, Ignostadium, and uh, Syncretic Scriptures and Exploration of Minor Religions in Upper and Lower Canada. Hang on, I think I saw a copy of the third one at the house. What was it called? Uh, Ignostadium. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a copy, and I remember it because it smelled like a charcoal barbecue. But... I think I chucked it to the side when we were in the basement. Right. I'm going to add that to the bad omen pile. Oh, yeah. I did find a scan of a few pages of syncretic scriptures, though. They're covered in either ink or soot, but here, I got a printout. The woman on the stairs claimed to have discovered a path that surpassed typical Christian beliefs, allowing her to create an intimate relationship with the one she called her God. This part's all blackened. Uh... 
One cannot take this for rote, as the beliefs are likely that of a madwoman riddled with hysterical ideas, but the smell of burnt trees and birch filled the air, even though no forest stood nearby. The woman spoke of a lord who had caused the earth to be born anew. Sound familiar? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Burnt trees and birch. I don't like that. Um, what happened to the library? It burned down. That is more ominous than I would like. Yeah, the whole place went up in 1887, then the house was built. The librarian or caretaker or whatever died, according to some report. Couldn't find a name, though. The microfiche was too damaged. Okay, yeah. I tried digging around to find out more about the family of fire or whatever. Uh, it turns out their focus was on spiritual cleanliness through sacrifice. Wait, 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 wait. What kind? At first, it seems like sort of a monastic thing, like living sparely, keeping possessions to a minimum. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Only sort of. Anyways, they didn't like dissenters or people who stepped out of line or anyone. So, here. Those who fought against the group would be set alight in their homes. Uh-oh. Reduce them to ash. Those who speak ill will will become the ground on which we will rise. You sure they're all gone, right? Being burned to death is really, really low in my priorities today. As far as I know, they were reduced to a small fringe group by the early 1900s. Any number bigger than zero feels too big right now. Oh, uh, also I found this article on Claire's grandparents. Nothing special. I think one of them won a poetry competition. Ooh, let me see. Wow, I guess that's Claire's mom. God, she looks so much like her. I, I don't like how long it's been since I've talked to her. Every day it just feels a little worse. I mean, like, we've known each other for about 15 years, and suddenly I can't even talk to her. At this point, I am I am scared for her, and I'm really worried, and I miss her so much. Have you heard anything from her at all? Nothing. I have sent messages, I've called, I've emailed, but nothing. She is just off the grid. She's still at the retreat, though, I assume. Yeah, and it is called Valerian. Should a retreat sound that foreboding? I called them, but since I'm not family, they wouldn't say if she was there, and they wouldn't let me speak to her. Shit. Yep. This is starting to make my head feel too full, and I think we should just call it. Just go watch a movie or something. Sounds good. Not a horror movie, though, if you're cool with that. Owen. Hey, did you hear that? Yeah, did you drop something? No, I thought you did. Maybe it was the neighbor. I think we're just both really jumpy right now. Yeah. What what time is it? It is 4.02 a.m. Uh, wait. Do you hear that? You hear what? Oh, yeah. W- what is it? Your laptop is playing. Hello? And it's playing the phone call. Holy shit. I don't think I'm going back to sleep after this. Uh, Jude? Yeah? Did you leave the recorder on? No, why? Because it's on. Oh, that's not good. Hey, how are you feeling? Hey, I am tired. How are you? Uh, same. But at least I don't want to go back to my place tonight because apparently my laptop is now haunted. I'd say let's leave and go hide in the woods somewhere, but we'd be dead within a week, probably. Oh, I don't know. I'd give us at least three weeks before one of us was eaten by a bear. 
Who do you think we picked off first? Definitely you. Shut up. <laughs> Are you listening to something from this weekend? Yeah, I wanted to play back a few things I was having trouble remembering, probably because I'm so freaking tired. Thought I would listen to that recording from last night as well, see if I missed anything. Um, apparently the recorder only kicked on right before we both woke up, so... Hmm, yeah. Yeah, what is it? Your laptop is playing. Uh, dude, something's up. God, what now? Do you trust me? No, 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 I didn't, I didn't say that. Where did that come from? Oh my god. Jude, how is it doing this? I don't know. Do you trust me? I'm your friend. Who do you trust? That's my voice. I didn't say that. How is it using my voice? What do you want? Foolish, foolish boy. Oh my god. Can you trust him? He wants to run. Do you trust me? What do you want? Do you trust me? Do you trust him? What do you believe? Stop it. I think you're a stupid bitch, Judith. I think you're a fool. Hey, whoa! That is uncalled for. Weak, scared boy. You will run and leave. You will run and leave you behind. You will both burn. You will fail. You have failed. You are alone. You will die in the dark like the rest. What do you want? Do you trust your friends? Yeah. Do you trust your friends? Judith? Owen? Do you trust your friends? 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 Parkdale Haunt is an original podcast created and written by Alex Nursall and Emily Kellogg. Directed and produced by Alex Nursall. Engineering and sound design by Ian Bodie. Theme music by Phil Wright. Recorded at Pirate Sound. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Parkdale Haunt. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash parkdalehaunt. Get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash parkdale-haunt. Link, transcripts, and more are available at parkdalehaunt.com. Featuring the voices of Alex Nursall, Ian Bodie, Taylor Davis, and Kyle Anderson. 